0: Welcome to Multifamily Real Estate Investing presented by Mara Poling. My name is Pat Poling. I'm the founder and CEO of Mara Poling. Happy as always to be with you again this week to discuss another topic that I hope you will find interesting in the Multifamily Real Estate Investing universe. Today's topic is moving the needle. Some traditional... Ideas as to how you can improve performance and what we do to improve performance at our assets, and then three items that are really the secret to moving the needle. As always, if you have questions, feel free to shoot me an email, pat at marapoling.com, M-A-R-A-P-O-L-I-N-G.com. Feel free to swing by marapoling.com, the Learning Center in particular, and check out some of our content that we have for you there. You can register for upcoming webinars and watch and download uh, sessions that we have done in the past. So with that, let's, uh, let's dive into moving the needle. Now, as many of you know that have uh, been listeners for some time, uh, I, have, uh, I have been born with the gift of gab, which is what makes these podcasts uh, easy and kind of fun for me to do. But I'm not a salesperson. I'm, I'm an accountant. That's my, that's my technical background. That's what I went to college for, and that's really the skill set that I rely on day in and day out, uh, finance. It's the language of business. And I encourage you, if you're going to buy properties to manage yourselves, invest in that skill set. If you are a passive investor looking to make an investment uh, with someone like Mara Poling or with us. you're already an investor with ours, uh, with us, uh, you want to make sure you're working with sponsors, and we hope we fit that bill, that are capable when it comes to managing all the finance sides of this, and that you're getting reporting and uh, data that allows you, to the extent that you're interested in, to dig in and understand the finance side of it. So we're going to start by talking about moving the needle in what I would describe as the traditional items that you might think of. And we absolutely do these things. Uh, just last week, I sat in with the operations team. Maybe it was two weeks ago. Can't recall now. Uh, I sat in with the operations team as they were having a meeting on some of these very specific items in terms of uh, where we are on each of our properties and what kind of improvements we're in the midst of making. So, um, so. The first one, really obvious, right? Raise rents, right? You wanna move the needle? Get more dollars for your units. Whether you've got a single family rental that you're renting or one of our properties with two or three or 400 units, get more rent per unit. Once that lease is executed, it doesn't cost you anymore, right? That unit still has the same cost in terms of maintenance and uh, long-term capital investment that's associated with it so it almost 100% flows through to net operating income and on the cash flow so moving rents great way to move the needle difficult to do if you're in a market where you're already charging market rents or worse where you're actually the market leader somebody has to be the leader somebody's going to be charging the most rent in your marketplace if it's you and it's not us. We're, we're never in that position. We're always in the middle of the pack or trailing and uh, making our value-add investments to catch up. But if it is you, uh, then there's not a lot you're going to be able to do in terms of moving the needle by moving rents. But that's certainly one of the key things that you can do. Another item, very closely related because it drives revenue, is to increase occupancy or decrease vacancy, whichever makes more sense to you. Remember though, when we talk about vacancy, we're talking about total vacancy, effective vacancy, economic vacancy, there's a lot of different words for it. We're talking about all of vacancy, which includes not just the empty units, but it includes the money you never collect, right? the bad debt that has to be written off, and all the concessions and incentives that you give away to maybe keep the physical occupancy higher. All that has to be added together. So it's either 100% minus that, uh, and that gives you an occupancy number, or it's uh, just purely looking at the vacancy number. So increase occupancy. By increasing occupancy, you're going to have more uh, revenue uh, coming in, If one of the ways you're increasing occupancy is by increasing your renewal rate, then it's going to cost you less to increase that occupancy, right? Every business spends more money getting a new customer than it does keeping an existing customer. So if you renew a large number of your tenants, whatever the target number is you're shooting for, That's better than if you renewed a very small number and then had to go get new tenants to make up that difference. So you can raise rents. You can increase occupancy. Two really good strategies. We have a a fairly uh, significant occupancy initiative we've been working on for the last uh, few months, uh, working to uh, move the needle. We've made great progress uh, in that area at the properties that we had targeted for that. And, uh, and we're getting a great return out of it. So you can absolutely move the needle. And, again, this is one of the ways if you put your green eye shade on and think about it as a accountant, uh, raising rents, improving occupancy, absolutely good things to be doing. Uh, the other is to maximize your NOI by either minimizing the growth of or actually lowering your operating expenses. So this is the other side of the equation. So let's spend less. And you can spend less lots of ways. As I said, if you can improve occupancy and do so in part by managing renewals, then you won't have to spend as much on marketing efforts to acquire new tenants, and that helps you on the operating expense side. If you can make investments in... Uh, Energy-saving technologies, for example, um, uh, we've had properties where we've done green programs. And while that saves our tenants money, which is great, and we're very happy to do that, and it saves the environment, uh, there's also some common area expense that's uh, saved uh, there. That's also one of the things that can be done, is capital investments can be made to reduce operating expenses, right? So if we have a property where we're spending a lot of money Uh, On HVAC repairs, we may put a capital project together over some period of time, one, two, three, four years, to go through and replace a certain number of the units because that's where the problems are coming from. So uh, you could do those things to lower expenses. Uh, You can uh, manage the uh, controllable expenses, so things like your staff, and uh, some of the GNA and a items. Uh, you can shop around contracts like uh, landscaping and um, insurance. Uh, if you have a recent property tax assessment and you believe there's uh, room for that to be improved, you can challenge that. Um, so there's a number of things you can do. And again, all of these are from that standpoint of looking at Okay, how do, I, how do I take money out of that side, right? So how do I grow the revenue side? How do I take money out here? Those are pretty typical things, and I don't, didn't want to spend a lot of time on them because that's not really the focus of what this week's topic is. To really move the needle, we think, and this is what we have done at, at all the properties in the Mara polling portfolio and continue to do, we think there's three things to do. And if you do these three things then all the rest of it can fall into place, but that these are the three things to make this work. Number one, you need to have quality tenants. And by quality tenants, we don't mean tenants that make a lot of money, right? This is not a, somebody that makes more money than somebody else is a higher quality tenant. We're talking about tenants that are a good fit for the property, right? That the uh, income to rent ratios make sense so that they're not burdened, uh, by the amount of rent that they're uh, that they're paying, uh, from that standpoint, that they have uh, good rental histories, right? So they they don't have a history of evictions and other sorts of things uh, like that. That uh, that once in the property, they enjoy the property and they live in it as though it's their home, meaning they adhere to the rules and they don't cause problems if though any of those things aren't happening uh you're going to have a hard time moving the needle right so if you've got tenants that can't really afford to live in the property they got in somehow but they really don't make enough well they've been set up for failure and when something happens as as unfortunately we're all experiencing right now when something happens that disrupts their life a little bit financially they're going to fall behind and they're going to end up. having to move or getting evicted and that's a terrible thing that you don't want to have happen to anybody. So you want to get folks in that the property is a good fit for them. You want folks that are going to enjoy and appreciate living there and in doing so are going to abide by the rules. If you've got tenants in there that don't, then you've got a bunch of extra work you've got to do to either uh, adjust their behavior or more likely have them leave uh, and then you've got to go and replace them. And so the money you spent putting them in and the money you have to spend going and replacing them and the money you had to spend all in the middle of all that dealing with it all uh, is gone, right? That's just kind of lost uh, to, uh, to to the opportunity. So you want to have quality tenants, and quality tenants, and this is item number two, so you want quality tenants. Quality tenants want a quality product. They want a nice home to live in. Now, that doesn't mean they're expecting it to be, uh, you know, uh, gold-plated and marble floors, and although I guess there's probably Class A properties that maybe look like that out there. But a tenant is looking for a property that's safe. I want, this is my home. I want to feel safe living here. When I pull in at night and park, I want it to be well lit. Uh, when I walk to my uh, front door, I don't want to have to navigate, um, you know, sidewalks that aren't maintained or stair rails that are broken or loose. Um, you know, I want the whole place to be well lit. When I go in to my unit. Uh, I want to have confidence that, you know what, it was safe and secure when I left. The door locks all worked and all those things. Um, Safety is a really big item for a tenant. That's what they want. They want to feel safe. They want it to be clean. They want not only the exterior of the property to be clean. It's nice when you pull up to have it look nice. They want their unit to be clean, right? And They want their unit to be something that they can easily maintain that level of cleanliness because this is their home for a significant portion of the population, renting is all they'll ever do, right? There are are certainly uh, individuals that rent right now that will become homeowners later in life, and there are individuals that are renting now that were homeowners and that have become uh, renters. But there's a meaningful portion of the population that lives in an apartment or a rented uh, residential home, and, that's what they're going to do for their life. So this is home. They really are looking for someplace that's safe and that's clean. And they want it well-maintained. They want the property to be in good shape. Uh, that doesn't mean that they expect there to never be an issue, right? Because if you owned your own home, you have issues, right? You, maybe you get a, uh, a leak in a rainstorm or um, a toilet sticks you know and you've got to change the little float valve or something like that well those things happen obviously in a rented home in an apartment but people expect them to be well maintained and when those things happen they expect them to be taken care of so that basic bargain you mr quality tenant or mrs quality tenant or miss quality tenant that want to come live here in our nice apartment building we are going to, in turn, give you a good quality apartment home to live in. And so if if that becomes the focus, that the focus is let's be of service to the community. Let's Let's provide a quality product for people to take our apartments and turn them into their homes. And in turn, let's ask that we find people that it's a good fit for them to live there, that that they're good quality tenants from that standpoint. That there's good fitness. Then the third point is simply to continue to invest in the maintenance of that asset. Now some of that's the tenant facing kind of stuff that I that uh you know in the way I think about it. So and it might be even smaller things, right? So it's things like um, you know being responsive and when the toilet has an issue, like I just described, uh, getting it taken care of uh, or uh, you know, other items that are more minor like that, but that are very um, intimately experienced by the tenant, right? So, you know, a, a light that's out in the garage uh, area or something along those lines. Those those are a big deal. And then there's the items that are big deals uh, from a financial standpoint, things like roofs and, uh, you know, the structure and uh, the HVAC systems, as an example, Um, you can spend uh, hundreds of thousands of dollars on projects for those uh, if they're not well-maintained. So you can maintain them because you don't want to spend the money later, right? That's kind of like the first part of today's session where I talked about the accounting side of it. But this is really coming from a different place. This is we're maintaining it because we're stewards of the property. Uh, we own this right now but we never own properties forever we didn't we didn't own it when it was built that's generally not our model and we're not going to own it for the rest of its life we are stewards of this asset right now and part of that stewardship is a responsibility to the tenants that are going to call this home to maintain it well and obviously to ourselves and our investors uh, to make sure that we're maintaining this asset we've put money into So these three items, focusing on quality tenants that are a good fit, providing a good product, safe, clean, well-maintained, and investing in maintenance, those three items aren't very accountancy, (laughs) if you think about them. They They don't sound like they're necessarily terribly financial. They absolutely drive finances. Right, Because we're going to see impacts in terms of what kind of rents you'll be able to get and what occupancy rates you'll achieve and uh, what our operating expense looks like over time. The The difference is the focus. The focus in what I started with today is when you have an initiative or sit down and say, okay, we've got to go cut X dollars we or we've got to add X dollars in revenue. And there's nothing wrong with those kinds of Uh, strategic or tactical sessions there's a great deal of value and this is what we've experienced not just in our multifamily space but really in our entire commercial real estate um, experience that focusing on tenants their needs and the fitness of what we can provide them providing a good quality product that takes care of their needs and then investing and maintaining that asset for the long run, that those three tenants really do drive performance of the asset. They will move the needle. And ultimately, they move the needle in a lot of the ways I talked about from more of a specific tactical financial way. But I think there's a real difference. And we've certainly experienced, if, if you go about it purely from a numbers standpoint. Uh, you, you, I think you end up in a different place than if you go about it from the standpoint of uh, let's be of service to the community and provide a good quality, safe living environment for tenants that in return will be a good fit for what we are trying to achieve and then together we'll all be happy and successful and it's going to happen for a long time because we're going to invest in the maintenance of this asset, which is good for tenants, it's good for us, it's good for our investors, and that forms a foundation, a framework to use uh, when you're thinking about how you're really going to manage all the, uh, all the numbers that go in and out of it. Our underwriting process, our acquisition process, all of that fits into those three buckets, if you will, the revenue uh, side of the uh, of the table in terms of uh, getting a good quality tenant, uh, buying the right kind of asset right our eight tips to buy right uh, conversation we had so that we've got a good quality product uh, and then the long term operations of the asset with it with that focus on uh, investing in the maintenance of the of the property so I hope this slightly different way to think about moving the needle has been helpful and valuable. If you have questions, shoot me an email. Again, pat at marapoling.com, M-A-R-A-P-O-L-I-N-G.com. And please join us next week for another episode of Multifamily Real Estate Investing presented by Mara Poling.